Welcome, one and all, to season three, episode 18 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men grind their way through the fear and trembling of the Covid times by rewatching every episode of The Simpsons from the start. Now, we normally introduce ourselves with our real names here, uh, but in Halloween special tradition, Tim, yeah. um, I've used a Halloween name generator based on the first and last letters in our actual names and birthday uh, and all that bollocks. So Excellent. I uh, am awful warlock crawler, apparently, uh, <laughs> aka Andrew Lowe. And with Hi. me today, it's it's peculiar fairy scoundrel. Um, <laughs> Are you sure that was it? Tim Tucker. <laughs> I, I genuinely did that. And that's what it came out as. <laughs> Yours sounds much, much better than mine. But, well, uh, I mean, I did swap them around. No, I didn't. They genuinely came out that way. Um, but it's not, you know, fairy, it's all right. It's quite magical, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to no discriminate against... Yeah. Sexuality, slang-wise or anything like that. No, um, no. It wasn't my implication. So, t- so today we've reached season five, episode five of The Simpsons, which is called Treehouse of Horror IV. Uh, yeah, four, four. In Roman numerals, yeah. yeah. So as you pointed out last week, fairy... This is the fourth <laughs> Halloween special, <laughs> and and not and not the fifth, as there wasn't one in the first series, was there? That's right, Creason. Awful, awful. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they Let's stop this now. Let's stop it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they obviously didn't get the idea until the second season, which is a bit weird. They, yeah. You think they cotton onto that quite quickly, but so before we hollow out the pumpkin of the uh, of the episode, Tim. Yeah. Uh, and, and put a candle inside it or something. Um, what, what's been going on? There's a lot been going on in the UK, hasn't there? Has there? Tell me. Fill me in. Yeah, last week we said there was, there was a winter of discontent in the UK beginning. Um, well, we sort of started early in, in the autumn, haven't we? Uh, we've had a petrol crisis. Uh, lots of people queuing up to panic buy petrol because, well, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Can you help on that? I'm, just, I'm still not sure. I think it's something to do with Brexit. And drivers, lorry drivers not being around yeah. or something. And yeah. CO2 and uh, I don't know. I did see, you know when you get those online explainers on the BBC News site, I love those, like for sort of remedial versions of the news stories. I saw one that said, why, why are people queuing up for petrol? That was a genuine title. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like if you it's not if you come out of a coma or something and you go yeah. you just it's coma news. Why why are people queuing up for petrol? And mm. um so I started reading it but I got bored halfway through. Right. I love those okay. things. It's like they try to quickly explain complex events for yeah. sort of the intellectually enfeebled where <laughs> If it's like a nuclear war, it's probably one sort of like, why are there piles of incinerated people in my street? Question yes. mark. <laughs> and like the explainer will be like, well, there was a nuclear exchange between... <laughs> anyway, uh, I never liked the Halloween specials, Tim, so let's get this over with. I mean, there are there are moments, aren't there? Let's, let's talk through it. But um, yeah, this is the fourth one. It's written by Conan O'Brien, Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, Greg Daniels, Don McGrath and Bill Canterbury. And there lies the problem, I think. <laughs> Too many cooks. In with Bart wandering through a gallery, apparently a nod to a programme called Night Gallery. Did you ever watch that? An anthology nope. series? No, me nope. neither. And that immediately one of the problems with the episode is highlighted because there's too many references that I just don't get or I'm, I'm, I sort of don't care about or I don't know. There's loads, it's just peppered with loads of little references, isn't it? 
but yeah. not, I don't think in, I don't think in a very good way. I'm, you know, well, anyway. No, I quite like the the way they've done the paintings in the sort of yeah, the yeah, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah they, that, that's quite nice. Yeah, they're really well rendered, aren't they? There's like the sort of monk, the scream. Yeah, Escher's um, stairway. Yeah, with uh, Homer chasing the boy. But um, but yeah, all this is an intro because uh, according to Bart, paintings are portals to hell or something. <laughs> so um, so he introduces the first of three stories in the Halloween specials. The first one called The Devil and Homer Simpson, which, which is another reference. The Devil and Daniel Webster apparently was a 1941 movie, fantasy yeah. film. But but it's it's kind of a, I mean, this is a well-known thing, isn't it? Selling well, it's Faust, isn't it? Devil. It's Faust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it goes right it's back to Faust. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's hardly, but yeah. I think it's, um, it's, a good, it's a clever t- take on Faust. It's the best of the three, I think. I I agree. Yeah. 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 It's it's. Um, we'll come back to you know problems yeah. with canon and all that later. But yeah. it starts with Homer looking quite distinguished at an auction. I thought it was a fashion show. Oh, it's a fashion show, right? Yeah, it's like a catwalk, isn't it? It is Homer's dream, to be honest, him, isn't it? I don't think it's really robust. Okay, but the the announcer says um, announces a vision in raspberry cream. It turns out that he's he's mm. kind of dreaming about donuts. So basically, yeah. a donut on legs, isn't it? We cut back to the the nuclear power plant where he's dreaming mm. about the donut he's about to eat, but the box is empty because yep. Lenny and Carl have eaten them. Yeah, um, throwing the throwing the a few crumbs or something at an old man. It's Grandpa for it? kicks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's being besieged by by um, crows or something because because yeah. uh, he's covered in donut. Well, there's always crows at the nuclear plant, aren't I? I love that. It's almost like the Tower of London or something. You can always hear them cawing as it. Well, when they cut to like... it, you reminded me of this in an earlier episode where whenever they cut to it, there's like, ah! Isn't there? Yeah, there's like an establishing <laughs> shot. You hear the crows cawing. It's just a, it's a really good little shorthand way of signifying, you know, evil yeah. lies within. <laughs> but um, Homer runs to his emergency stash, basically. Only to find that there's a note, it's empty, and there's a note saying, Dear Homer, I owe you one emergency donut, signed Homer. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he actually says a brilliant line, doesn't he? He says, oh, He's always one step ahead of me. He's always one step ahead. Now, again, we have a bastard moment. That's right, yeah. Because it's another bastard that I've never heard. I've always heard, he says, Bastard, he's always one step ahead of me in the Disney Plus episode I watched. But I've never seen that. I've always seen it cut to, He's always one step ahead. Which is funnier, isn't it? Yeah. It's just you don't need bastard, do you? It's just bizarre. I know. I wonder why the Brits were so squeamish about the word bastard back in the 90s. But this is where Homer says, oh, I'd sell my soul for a donut. And we get a crash of lightning. And uh, the devil arrives in the form of Ned Flanders, which is quite a nice twist, isn't it? Because Ned Flanders is obviously the, the godliest character in The Simpsons. As he says, it's always the ones you least expect. Yeah, now, see, show and tell. Yeah, the thing, the problem is, the confidence in the writing in this episode is all over the place. That's why I always say that these things feel like fan fiction to me, um, and they feel like novelty sort of episodes. But the fact that he says it's always the one you least expect is quite a funny joke. But I think it'd be funnier if it just didn't say that. Yeah, don't you? If you just let the audience go, I can't believe it's Ned Flanders. That's a great idea. And, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, have some respect for the audience. Yeah, yeah. Him saying it's always the one you least expect tells you a lot about the the way that I think they think the Halloween specials are sort of going to be watched by people who don't normally watch The Simpsons, maybe, and they're just trying to 
broaden them out as much as possible. Uh, yeah. There's a sort of feeling of that to, in the way that whoever's running the show at the time, they must be thinking, let's not be too esoteric or so we have to be a little bit more obvious in the references. Interesting point, because I suppose it's a holiday episode and at holiday times yeah. Yeah. you get a bigger audience, don't you? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I must say, though, I do appreciate Harry Shearer's performance here because he has to keep the Ned Flanders thing going but make it a little bit more evil. Yeah, a little more sinister, yeah. Yeah, it's great, yeah. Flanders says, well, you ought to think through the ramifications, but before he can even finish his sentence, Homer's like, have you got the donut or what? So gets gets him to sign. And we see a lovely view from Burns's office, don't we, where he, he brilliantly says, who is that goat-legged fellow? <laughs> like the cousin of his jib. So he gets the donut... Um, but of course realises that if he eats the whole thing, he's going to lose his soul. So he saves a, a small piece of it. That's right. And and being Homer, to make sure that he doesn't eat it, he puts it in the fridge. Because we see next, we see him getting up in the middle of the night, don't we? And there's some great yes. notes by it, isn't it? Do not touch. Uh, yeah. Daddy's soul donut. <laughs> yeah. But he eats it, of course, and the devil turns up to claim his soul. Nice little mm. moment with Bart where he says, hey, Bart. Yeah, well, we've had that before, haven't we? We've had that before. A previous incarnation of Satan has said, hey, Bart, you are right." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's much better. That's much better to me than um, it's always the one you least expect. You know, just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. there's no need to explain that, is there? That's, yeah, that's brilliant. That's lovely. Yeah. It's just quick. It's gone. Um, it's sort of, yeah, it gives the audience a little dopamine hit, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the devil tries to drag him down to hell, but Homer won't fit through the hole. <laughs> Because yes. he's so fat, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they agree that they ought to have a trial. So the family bargains for him having a trial. And brilliantly, he's defended by Lionel Hutz, which is another great moment in this. We haven't seen him chapter. for a while, and he he is no. he is one of the best things about this episode for me. He's on, he's on, it's only a brief appearance, but it's an absolutely. This yeah. is the bit I laughed at the most, I think, in the whole episode. <laughs> I don't think he's ever not funny, Lionel Hutz. He's just wonderful, yeah. We we do get a, a little um, sequence of Homer in hell, don't we, while while we're waiting. Yeah. Where he gets chopped up um, mm. and then brilliantly goes to the, I've got to remember this, what is it called? The Ironic Punishment Division, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I have all the donuts in the world where he's force-fed piles and yeah. piles of donuts. Um, it's a nice animation as well, isn't it, of him just getting fatter and munching donuts. Yeah, this kind of mechanised... It's just a hideous machine that just keeps force-feeding him, giving him donuts. And the devil says, the demon doing it, says, I don't understand it, James Coco went mad in 15 minutes, Tim. I knew you were going to ask me this, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I knew it. I, I just, uh, I meant to look it up. What is it? Who's James Coco then? I think he's just, I, I couldn't work it out myself when I looked it up. <laughs> like, oh, really? It yeah. just seems to be some, I don't know. It looks like from one of the posters on uh, he did the James Coco Diet book. Uh, okay, right, fine. So, so yeah. they're just being kind of unkind, I assume, about him being a bit yeah. lardy, yeah. a bit fat. Um, <laughs> liking his food, shall we say, to use a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, maybe, say, yeah. Someone says, yeah, he likes his food, meaning he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is Contrapasso, isn't it? Have you read uh, Dante's The Divine Comedy? Uh, I have, but not recently. Yeah, well, um, the first... So the first section, Inferno, which is where he details the nine circles of hell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and this is the kind of the judgment, the, the punishment of Contrapasso, which is where you get your punishment is sort of related to your crime in some way or ironic. And some of them are better than others. There's a fantastic one where people who say they're soothsayers or prophets and they can see into the future, they're mm. they're forced to go around with their heads on the wrong way. 
Yeah. It's a sort of great. way of saying that. See the future, can you? It's like sarcastic punishment. And um, <laughs> I, I just thought, well, just have a mirror. Just hold a mirror up behind you. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway. I think I think death is the judge. Um, yeah. And yeah, we've got, we've got uh, Lionel Hutz as the defence lawyer. Mm. Um, he does a little bit of bargaining, doesn't he? He says, I, I need bathroom breaks. And the devil says, well, okay, but I get to choose the jury. I mean, everything he does is fantastically incompetent. <laughs> so the first thing he does, he, he sort of he's strutting around, going, "Right, yeah, but um, you might be running this court, you know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in charge here. We're gonna, we get some ground rules down, you know, trying to establish a bit of dominance." <laughs> he says, "Right, no, number one, we get the bathroom breaks. <laughs> Devil's skin, yeah, okay." But I get to choose the jury, which is a massively overbalanced <laughs> deal. It's, it's, it's central to the trial. Whereas Hutz is just this peripheral little nicety. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 wait. So that's the first incompetence. <laughs> and the second one is coming up, which is amazing. Well, and we should mention the jury. We get some yeah. dastardly figures, don't we? We get Richard Nixon, Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden... Blackbeard the pirate, yeah, and John Wilkes Booth, who obviously killed um, Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. John Dillinger, yeah. I think he's a gangster. gangster. What about yeah. the the ice hockey team? The starting lineup of the nineteen seventy six Philadelphia Flyers were involved in a game with Soviet Union at the time in, in right. America. So Ned Flanders, stroke the devil, <laughs> um, yeah. has his case laid out. He says, "Look, here's here's the the contract that was signed." And I deliver the donor, I simply ask for what is mine, which is fair enough. Wonderfully, Hart says, that was a right pretty speech, sir, he says. <laughs> which, um, <laughs> it's, just so, it's not really, is it? It's just him stating just the, fact. the fact of yeah. the case, yeah. <laughs> but he's, Hart has got to come in strutting around. Um, <laughs> and he says, Webster's defines a contract as an agreement under the law which is unbreakable. Unbreakable. <laughs> which is totally <laughs> counter to his yeah. yeah counter to the case he wants to try and claim which I assume would be to try and fight pick holes in this contract and get yeah. his client <laughs> get his client off but he's just gone the exact opposite way and yeah. then realises excuse me I must use the restroom yeah. wonderful wonderful little moment where the clock moves on sort of an hour yeah. or so yeah and then Marge is knocking on the door. He's gone, and the window's open. <laughs> and a brief but highly memorable cameo, I think. But then Marge pulls a great, great uh, one, doesn't she? She opens a wedding album to show a photo of, of Homer looking really ill on a, a, a sort of uh, doctor's um, an emergency room. Reverend Lovejoy's there, isn't he? So they're getting married. But it turns out the reason he's in the doctor's is because he ate the whole wedding cake, which we've seen a little glimpse of in the past, haven't we, with him eating that child's cake in the previous Yeah, he's got form with eating celebration cakes. And the entire jury are chuckling at that. But basically, her point being that, um, you know, her Homer's soul actually belongs to her, so the devil yeah. can't, can't have it. There's a lot of first draft stuff in here, though, I think, as well. There's, like, where Blackbeard says, ah, it is some kind of treasure map on the back of the picture and someone says you idiot you can't read and he goes ah tis true or something I, I just think right I'll delete that you know just cut yeah. that if you're editing it's alright but it's definitely second draft you would kind of lose that wouldn't you yeah definitely yeah it's not, it's not stuff like that, that where you, yeah, yeah where you just think mm, it just needs a bit of tightening up but uh, um, he ends up with a donut for a head um, which is the twist the horrific twist at the end because the devil um, curses him for to have a donut for a head which he picks at 
quite nicely. Yeah, um, it's pretty grim, isn't it? Yeah, and the cops are all waiting for him outside, which is great. That's, that's the best one. I think that's the one that yeah kept me kept me the most sort of entertained. Yeah, and the next one, Terror at Five and a Half Feet, is a direct homage to the um, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, which was the yeah. Twilight Zone. Actually, it's funny, I, I was just reading this. It's um, I was literally reading that short story last week by Richard Matheson. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. which got turned into a Twilight Zone um, episode. They're on the school bus. Millhouse is showing Bart some crusty trading cards. I do like the trading cards, though. I like him... Yeah, the crusty trading cards, which is the long-awaited eighth season, and um, they're just—he's obviously just not interested. He's smoking. Crusty um, <laughs> visits relatives in in uh, Maryland or something. Yeah, um, and then Crusty poses for trading card photo. That's definitely current season Simpsons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That sort of Absolutely, feeling yeah. of a bit a bit meta. Um, <laughs> he looks really bored, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and also he cuts his cheek on the gum as well. So yeah, so that that product is. It's pretty poor. It turns out that's a dream, doesn't it? Because here's where he gets on the bus and yeah. Skinner's driving, not Otto. The great the great thing here is you get a little bit of Skinner's relationship with his mother, which is always good. Yeah. Um, where he says, uh, I'm riding the bus because mother hid my car keys to punish me for talking to a woman on the phone. She was right to do it. Which is a lovely insight, again, into his total yeah. subjugation yeah. By, his, by his mother and the psycho sort of element of that yeah and then we this is when we get the gremlin on the side of the bus and he can't convince anybody that it's happening but the, the gremlin's sort of ripping up the bus i do i do quite like the lisa saying um excuse me my brother's a little bit upset this morning can everyone be extra nice to him <laughs> that's just a lovely naive yeah <laughs> thing to do you know imagine that the sort of how mortified you'd be um but <laughs> Martin's wearing a, a T-shirt that says Wang Computers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he says, thank goodness he's drawing attention away from my shirt, <laughs> which I think was the bit I laughed at the most in this. But um, Otto thinks that the gremlin is uh, Mole Man, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen Mole Man for ages. Runs him off the road. But that, he seems to have survived, doesn't he? Just He just slowly comes to a stop by a tree. But then, wonderfully, the guy's car explodes anyway. I quite like the way that the monster is sort of systematically dismantling the boss. <laughs> That's yeah. quite interesting. That it's not just sort of a, a vague threat. It's kind of mm. unscrewing the rivets, pulling out some of the wiring. Yeah. That's quite satisfying. And Bart throws a flare at it, doesn't he? Which which bumps it into Flanders' car. And Flanders, as nice as he always is, just thinks it's a sort of cuddly creature because he says, oh, it's just, right. he's trying to claw my eyes out. There's but, a good bit um, where I noticed another cut moment where Willie gets on the bus. He says, ah, my mule wouldn't walk in the mud. And so I had to put 17 bullets in him. And I just think I've never heard that line before. That line has obviously been cut. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's quite. This yeah. is this is some quite interesting little, little thing that I'm spotting in uh, the Disney episodes. That yeah. there's lots of tiny things that I've just never seen. Mm. Um, I think this is basically Flanders gets the monster. Uh, yeah. There's a bit of Uta. There's exchange student, isn't there? Where he's sharing sweets. A um, um, bit of the two aliens. Which is oh yeah, um, a little moment of Kang and Kodos yeah. laughing for too long, and then yeah, yeah, and then Uta <laughs> sort of gets Bart out, out of his he's strapped to his seat. Uta mm. rescues him. Um, I do like Homer, where Homer uh, arrives with the horn and he's wearing some sort of a jacket, some sort of fishing jacket, and he <laughs> says, "I just find, I just found all this stuff at the marina. It was just lying in some guy's boat. <laughs> so he's stolen <laughs> loads of shit from some bloke's boat." 
And then the lovely callback when you see him drive past, he's in the horn, and he's still he's wearing the jacket proudly, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that's that is again, funny. that's a great yeah. little great little moment. Yeah, and it ends with um with the gremlin holding Ned Flanders' head, doesn't it? Um, which is quite yeah. a gruesome ending. Yeah, that's quite good. But it's hard to to walk through these, isn't it? Because they're yeah they're not really plot driven, um, and the gags aren't great. And apart from that first one, they're just like I said, they're just fan fiction. They feel like fan fiction. I mean, they're obviously a non-canon, but they they just have a that novelty factor. Let's not do another one, Tim. Let's ignore <laughs> the movie for now. <laughs> no, we've got to do. <laughs> Should we go straight to the third one then? Are we done with? Yeah, that at least one? we get a bit of Burns in this one, don't we? I do like the opening because it's Kent Brockman telling, yeah. uh, doing a news <laughs> item where they found a body with two holes in its neck, drained of blood. Yeah, drained of blood. A cape yeah. with Dracula written on it. Police are baffled. Police yeah. are baffled. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. That's great. I mean, that's that's yeah. a great intro. Um, yeah. And then he cuts to. Wiggum, doesn't he? Wiggum says, yeah. we, we think we're dealing with a supernatural being, most likely a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> There's sort of trash in the Egyptian wing of the, yeah, the Egyptian wing of the museum. But Lisa knows, of course, it's it's Nosferatu who does vampire, she says. Um, and of yeah. course, it transpires that, that Burns has just bought the local blood bank. So, yeah, he's, he's obviously involved. That's a tiny bit suspicious, isn't it? Burns invites the Simpsons to Pennsylvania to... to um, to come and visit when they knock on the door <laughs> um, he says welcome come in fresh victims of my ever-growing army of the undead <laughs> <laughs> you have to take your finger off the button yeah so. that's that's a good that's a good moment i always like it's that. a good staple oh. gag that isn't it and this is um this is a big pastiche of bram stoker's dracula with the shadow doing its own thing on the wall and stuff mm. isn't it but yeah they find a book called yes i am a vampire by montgomery right. burns so in his uh, secret yeah. hiding place yeah <laughs> the secret room, no garlic, it says. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vampires rise. I don't sense a lot of enthusiasm from you for this episode, Tim. <laughs> I don't I mean, I have to say. I find it really hard to talk through them because they're not plot-driven, are they? They're sort of... See, um... you were defending the Halloween specials there before. Maybe it's just a bad Halloween special. But this one is seen as being one of the best, isn't it? Which it, it just isn't. There's loads of really yeah, good little sequences really good to come. Yeah, the yeah. hair, the toupee one, that's brilliant. There's lots of, yeah. lots of really good ones to come, I think. And this one yeah. is just... You know the donut thing's mm. all right. That's quite good. And um, yeah, this is just has a lot of promise when you see Burns. Burns is involved, but then it just sort of don't know, falls away. It really does. Yeah. And um, mm. yeah, I mean, what happens? And you see, Bart is turned into a vampire, um, effectively. Uh, and like he says, I, I missed you during my own eventful absence. When he comes back, he's sort of two clear puncture marks in his neck. Um, and Homer. I like I do like the good Homer moment where Lisa he says, Oh Lisa, you and your stories. Bot is a vampire, beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to that building thingy where our beds and T V is. <laughs> I think I've done that before. I said that before. <laughs> sort of something similar. Yeah, that's of... really good. Both those yeah. things are true and he doesn't believe her, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so so yeah. you get stuff like come and join us, Lisa, it's so cool being a vampire. You get to stay up on night drinking blood. And if you mm. say you're a vampire, you get free small soda at the movies and stuff like that. They're kind of just quite weak. Yeah. Sort of weak gags, aren't they? That you just think, mm. no, we can do better than that. Try again. You know, the, the first draft has got through somehow. And I quite like Grandpa yeah. bursting in, shouting, we have to kill the boy. Um, and they say, Oh, yeah, oh. that's good. Again, that's another staple, isn't it? That's a bit like Whacking Day and Barney. Yeah. He's killing <laughs> the snakes. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a trope, but it, it works quite well here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it reminds and, me of Homer when uh, when he try when he shoots 
Ned Flanders, the That's zombie. Right. Ned yeah, Flanders. he was a zombie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they they do sort of have those those similar versions of gags, don't they? Variants they they do turn to, but yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay. I mean, I think and sort of trying to kill the head vampire, which is a reference to Salem's Lot, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then and he... Homer drives it through, burns his crotch first, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a bit weird, and then realizes it should be his heart, so he kill it kills him. But it turns out Marge is the head vampire, which doesn't doesn't yeah. roll for me. I don't know. Doesn't I don't know really why. Work. No. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. yeah. And and then um then yeah she's sort of um she's they're all floating at the end they've all been turned to vampires hmm. and then um the, uh yeah Marge you say Marge becomes a head vampire I do she says I do have a life outside this house yeah and then they all go happy Halloween everybody yeah there's yeah. A, a a nod to peanuts here isn't there with the piano Millhouse playing a piano and oh yeah Santa's little helpers dancing on the piano just like Snoopy yeah it had a lot of promise this this part didn't it this this um yeah. episode of but it it didn't quite pull it off for some reason i thought it started quite well and yeah. then just fell away i feel like i've lost something tim you know i haven't gained anything by rewatching this I'm no just, sort of like, just lost time like, uh, yeah it's probably harsh to give it a six isn't it perhaps but yeah let's me, do this mathematically so the first one i give a three out of three mm. the devil and homer simpson terror yeah. and five and a half feet i give a one out of three that's four right. dracula two that's two. six add one for the episode seven i'm gonna go seven 6.5 i mean the line of heart stuff was great wasn't it that, that's the highlight i think that's my favorite thing in the whole mm. the whole episode all three episodes yeah appearance. <laughs> yeah definitely he comes on combing his hair with a, a fork doesn't he yeah <laughs> which is yeah. genius what? but that implies he's sort of I don't know. He's sleeping in his car. Slept or... in a garbage can or something. He is a fantastic character. Let's let's move on to him. Let's draw a line under it. Yeah, we're giving it, <laughs> and it's nice yeah. after a run of tens from me. I know you were skeptical about my tens. I stick by all my tens up till now, but yeah. this one, yeah, it's got to break the, the chain. Anyway, the next episode is Marge on the Lamb, isn't it? Which um, yeah, I don't, I really don't remember, remember. It's been that good, to be honest. <laughs> but no. we'll find out. Well, sadly, Tim, it's time, isn't it? To lower the episode into a deep, cold hole in the ground and right. um, seal it in position with kind of compacted <laughs> earth, Hope, perhaps hoping that one day it will rise again as a zombie episode. So, <laughs> join us next time, though. So, we're covering Marge on the Lamb, season yeah. five, episode six, and yeah. um, it can't be any worse, can it? So, well, that just just doing the hard sell there. Join yeah. us next episode. <laughs> it can't be any worse than this one. Um, <laughs> email us at stayathomeapod at gmail.com tweet us at stayathomeapod go to Apple Podcasts leave a five star review please do we'll, we'll tell your mum you said a bad word or something she'll mm. tell your dad when he comes home so yeah whoever you are we hope you're well and wherever you are we hope you're safe see you next time see you next time <laughs>